Welcome once again to Mr. Stillman's Opus, joined this week by a very special guest, Richard Pucciarelli. He's a financial advisor in the Charlotte metro area. I've known Richard for five or six years now, learned a lot from him in several aspects of life. Uh, He's been a financial advisor for a long time, but before that, a chiropractor. So I've learned a lot about the healthcare world from Richard. Uh, Richard, thanks for being here, buddy. Not a problem. Glad to be uh, of service. I know that one of the things that you're big on is precious metals. So I wanted to get your perspective on several questions that I have in that realm. I'm not necessarily a huge proponent of precious metals, though I'm not opposed to people having some exposure or some percentage of their net worth invested in gold or silver or something like that. But I thought it'd be helpful for you to kind of explain to us, uh, first of all, um, how you recommend people think about precious metals as a part of their portfolio. Why is it a good idea to have some exposure there? Well, yeah, I think most people are aware of the word diversification. Um, and when they think of diversification, uh, they think uh, the, of, of making sure that they don't have all their eggs in one basket. And when it comes to investing, there are five asset classes. There's stocks, there's bonds, there's currencies, there's commodities, and there's precious metals. So those are the five different asset classes. And true diversification would be diversify into f- those five asset classes and then diversifying within each asset class. And that would give you the ideal diversification that you're looking for to protect you against all the potentialities out there. Now, right now, we live in a world that's in, in deep, deep debt. You know, worldwide debt, United States government debt. There's a lot of debt out there. Um, and, and the paper, the paper money that, that we use to do business, to uh, engage in commerce, uh, that money is just basically a piece of paper with ink on it really doesn't have any value other than the value given to it by your government. And so throughout history, or at least since the, the advent of the Federal Reserve, you've had a devaluation of that currency. You know, so a $20 gold piece back in, you know, 1915 bought a good quality suit. And today, a $20 gold piece still buys a good quality suit. So, you know, $35 an ounce versus $1,200 an ounce, you can see that gold actually retains its value, purchasing value over time. But there have been times where crises, economic financial crises have occurred, and having precious metals in your portfolio makes uh, a big difference in terms of maintaining your purchasing power. Now, if you're retired, and you retired with a million dollars, and we have a devaluation of our currency over the next 10, 15 years of 50%, um, 15 years from now, your lifestyle is going to change. So by, by allocating a portion of your assets into precious metals, you put yourself in a position where you, you, you're, you're protecting against that devaluation, that, that enhanced devaluation that may be coming, and you put yourself in a position where you, re, you maintain your wealth, you maintain your purchasing power. I think it's a good idea to have a small portion, uh, maybe a 5 to 10% allocation of your growth portfolio in precious metals so that you can protect against that potentiality. Now, when it comes to actually purchasing precious metals, there are several ways you can do it. You can own physical gold or silver that you have in a safe somewhere. You can own precious metals that is stored somewhere else. You can invest in funds that buy precious metals. You can invest in companies that do things like mining and and things like that. So how do you recommend that people go about actually purchasing precious metals if that's something they want to do? 
Well, you know, it depends on the individual, John. Um, you know, if you have a day trader, then certainly uh, there's a number of ETFs, mining stock that you can uh, trade uh, on a regular basis. Um, but primarily for my clients, what I like to do is just have a portion of those assets in hard asset, the real metal. And I like that metal to be stored at the Delaware Depository in Wilmington, Delaware, so that when the time comes to sell it, we just simply have to make a phone call and move that, that, that metal. Uh, otherwise, if you take possession of the metals, which I don't have a problem with a small amount being in your possession, but a large amount, you've got to crate it, insure it, ship it. And by the time it gets where it needs to go, it needs to be assayed. They need to verify that it's real. Uh, by that time, the opportunity to sell may have just disappeared. So uh, we uh, use a, a, a called Equity Institutional out of Ohio. Uh, they allow for a precious metal portfolio. I have a relationship with a precious metal broker. I don't actually buy uh, the metals myself. Um, and then what I do is I am an interested party on the account. Uh, there's no advisory fees on that account. It's simply a, a, a storage fee. Um, and an account fee on an annual basis. So you're looking at $180 to $230 a year, and you buy the real metal. Now, right now, I'm recommending that people buy silver. Um, you certainly you can buy gold, but I think silver has more upside potential, so I'm recommending silver. But no, they have the real metal. We start out with 1,000-ounce bars, 100-ounce bars, and then we do the silver rounds. Silver rounds are, are a lot cheaper uh, they have a lower premium than you than the actual coin, like a Saint, um, like an American Eagle silver dollar. So you might have a higher premium on that Eagle versus the silver round. But that's the type of stuff that we buy uh, for our clients, and we store it at the um, uh, Delaware Depository through Equity Institutional, who's the custodian. I think a lot of people, when they think about you know using precious metals as a hedge against you know everything sort of collapsing around them, they think of all right having gold coins and uh, you know. If something happens to the world economy, they're backpacking around the Chattahoochee National Forest with a backpack full of gold. But that's not really the idea, right? You're truly just using it not as a something that you're going to use for actual currency if everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Well, you know, gold is not an investment. You know, you don't earn interest on gold. You don't earn dividends on gold. Gold is just not an investment. It's money, Okay. You know, so, I mean, we've had situations in the world in history where the currency has collapsed. It, it has no value. You look at the Weimar Republic. You look at the people fleeing, uh, you know, South Vietnam. I mean, these things happen every now and then, you know. I mean, the Brentwood, the money, the system that we are, are functioning on today, you know, began after World War II. You know, so that's 60, 70 years old, you know. Uh, it doesn't last forever. Things change. And we are on the precipice of a financial reset. So, no. Yeah. I don't have a problem with you having, you know, a few gold coins at home and some um, uh, uh, silver. I, I prefer that you buy junk silver, maybe an eighth of a bag, which is about 500 old quarters, you know, the 1964 quarters that have 90% silver. You know, have those in your possession if you need to barter at some point in time temporarily. But in the long run, I don't see that as being uh, a, a viable concern. What we're trying to do is we're trying to maintain our wealth. So if I have $500,000 today, I want $500,000 in purchasing power in 10 years. And to do that, 
precious metals will help maintain that in the event that we do have a situation where devaluation occurs at a more accelerated rate. So no, you don't want to have $100,000, $200,000 of gold and silver stored in your home. You don't want to do that. What we're going to do is we're going to wait until the ratio between silver and gold approaches 25 to 1, 25 ounces of silver to buy one ounce of gold. That'll be our sell signal, and we'll get out of precious metals at that point, take those dollars and put them into a, a secure location. Would you say there are any common mistakes you see people making on the precious metals front in terms of how they purchase, how they handle the, the holdings that they have? Is there anything that you see uh, as sort of a, a recurring issue? Absolutely. You know, don't buy off the TV ads. I mean, a lot of those institutions haven't been selling gold and silver, but for the last seven, eight years. You want to buy from a very reputable uh, dealer. They're going to guarantee that they buy it back. Um, they, They want to make sure they've been in business for a long, long time, that they know what they're doing, that they know how to position your gold and silver to maximize benefit. Um, uh, and don't buy proofs. I mean, don't don't sit there and buy things that uh, are going to have a higher premium. You know, like like for example, you can buy a St. Gaudens or a Liberty twenty dollar gold piece. We call those numismatic coins. Those are collector coins. But you're going to pay a significant premium above the spot price on gold to get that coin. That doesn't mean you shouldn't buy them. I mean, if you like the collectible aspect of the coin, then sure, go ahead and do that. But you're going to pay. You know, another three, four, five hundred dollars an ounce for that coin. When if you bought an American Eagle, the premiums are much, much lower. And if you buy bullion, it the premiums are much, much lower. So whenever you buy metals, you want to know what the premium is that day and whether or not that type of metal is is the appropriate uh, to buy. What we have found recently, um, especially when we're buying silver, is is that your thousand ounce bars, your hundred ounce bars, and the silver rounds are as close to spot price as possible. So when you buy metals, you want to buy as close to spot price as possible, and then you want to make sure you store it properly, and then you want to make sure what the signal is for selling those metals. That's basically the approach you want to take. Richard Pucciarelli, founder of Carolina Retirement Resources in the Charlotte metro area. A good friend and a wise fellow, I have to say. Richard, always good talking with you, my friend. Thank you. Hopefully that's some good insight for you. And we'll talk to you again very soon right here on Mr. Stillman's Opus. Have a great week.